not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on stag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox and Four Parts without commercial instruction. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading the charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiral Agnew to eat hog moths compensated from the Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be... Hello, and welcome to Provocative Thought, intimately known as PT. Striving to awaken those who are asleep, stimulate those who are awakened, feed those who are starving, and nurture those who seek to know. I am your host, Carlton Steed, a self-proclaimed student of life in the search, discovery, and revelation of life on life's terms. First, I'd like to thank Clean Mother for Real Media for allowing me to host this show. I'd also like to thank the creator for allowing me to be. You can contact the show by dialing 347-989-0180. Please, press 1 to speak. You can reach us on the Internet at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Queen Mother for Real. And listen to the show live. You can also contact us on Facebook at Provocative Thought PT Community Organization. Tonight's topic, police killings. Police officers are theoretically employed to, and I quote, protect and to serve the community. Like most people, they want to return home from work. That's understandable. There has been a long history of police taking the life of those they are sworn to protect and serve. Sometimes it appears obvious that a life has been taken without good cause or the presence of a threat of deadly force. African Americans appear to be disproportionately slain by those who are sworn to serve and protect them. Is there a different set of laws that apply to police when it comes to taking a life? Are they allowed to take a life because they are fearful, perceived a threat, or simply made a boo-boo? Open season on African Americans, Latinos, and poor Caucasians. Why the disparity in killing African Americans? Are some police afraid of African Americans? Are they fearful and contemptuous of the community they serve? Itself. Does a police officer's fear or disdain of the community he serves place the members of that community at risk? Does it place the other police officers at risk? Is it okay to kill an unarmed man who is not threatening to use deadly force? So that if a police officer perceives that as all Deadly force. If he perceives that his life is in danger, he can use deadly force. So his perception means to notice or be aware of something, to think of something as being something stated, to attain awareness or understanding of, to regard 
as being such. So to be aware means knowing that something, situation, and condition, of problem exists. Feeling, experiencing, or noticing something such as sound, sensation, or emotion. Knowing and understanding a lot about what is happening in the world or around you. When a police officer states he perceives a threat to his life and there is no life-threatening threat and his behavior or action causes a severe injury or the death of a person, that behavior is irresponsible, delusional, and or simply criminal. The perception should be supported by evidence, behavioral and physical, and facts regarding the circumstances that led to the injury or homicide. Police should be held accountable for their errors and misconduct just as any other citizen is held accountable for their errors, misconduct, mistakes, poor decisions, and felonious behavior. If you are fearful and fearful of the people in the community that you patrol as a police officer, you place the people of that community at great risk. If, you're, if you use, manipulate, abuse your authority and trust to terrorize the members of the community and defend or justify your behavior by invoking the perception of a threat to your life, you are an imminent threat to the people in that community. If you are fearful and con- have contempt for the people in the community you patrol, the perceived threat will be constant. That means that the people are a threat to your life every day you go to work. Somebody could get shot just based on your encounter with them if you feel that way, if you're fearful and you feel contemptuous about the people. What happens when the community perceives the police as a threat to their life? One answer, in October 1966 in Oakland, California, and Bobby Seeley founded the Black Panther Party for self-defense. The Panthers practiced militant self-defense of minority communities against the U.S. government and fought to establish revolutionary socialism through the mass organizing and community-based program. Another answer, people will seek to eradicate, revenge, and defend themselves by any means necessary. A solution, ideally, remove all contemptuous, racist, violent, aggressive, disrespectful individuals from the police force. This is from NBC News. The 2016 gunfire fatalities marked a notable increase from the same January 1st through February 11th period last year when one officer was shot dead according to the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund. A total of 11 officers have died this year versus 13 officers in the same frame, in the same time frame last year. But most of the deaths last year were traffic-related, not firearms-related, like they are this year, according to the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund tally. This is from NPR News, Mr. Bill Chappell. Last year in 2015, a total of 42 officers were killed by
by gunfire. But despite several high-profile shootings of police in 2015, the group also said more officers died in traffic-related events, 52, than from gunfire. That's not a big number. Since hitting the peak in the early 70s with 280 deaths, the number of officer fatalities in the United States has been falling. Do we have a caller? Okay. Go ahead, caller. We have a caller? Caller, welcome to the box of the store. Nah. I guess they're Good listening. Call. Go ahead. Okay. NBC News says Dallas students uh, injuries, 11 police officers killed, four at protests over 2000, uh, 2016 shooting. You know, we had two uh, men. African Americans were fairly injured by police recently, and it was a pro- there was a protest, and there were shootings there at the protest. You may have another caller. Hang on. Go ahead, caller. Caller. Hello, this is Q. Can you hear me? Welcome to Provocative Thought. You can hear me. This is Q. Yes, sir. Okay. Usually, you're at the mouth with your kids. That's, that's why I know what you mean. Well, okay, um, yeah, I think it's, um, you know, it's a tragedy and everything that happened in Dallas there. Um, I don't think that guy represents most people who, um, who, uh, who, who are, um, protesting at home or in the streets against the shooting of, um, on our black man, um, that guy was um, all on his own, just like he was down there in Dallas. Um, I don't think most people support that. But um, one thing that um, comes to mind to me is um, something he was talking about. Like it's not in all cases, but in some cases of uh, of the shooting of unarmed black men, is I wonder if they got to talk. Like when I was a kid. I remember them saying, um, and this is before I even got into junior high school, they was telling me how to how to um, respond whenever I got, you know, whenever I engaged with, you know, law enforcement. Who was that? And, um, my brothers, my father. You're supposed to keep your hands where they can see them and don't move, no sudden movements and all that type of stuff like that. And like I was saying, not in every circumstance, you know, is is that a factor, whether or not the person complies or not. But I'm wondering in some of these cases is if they had more compliance, if maybe some of those things could have been avoided. Right. And I, I can understand that with a gentleman um, shot by a police officer. The police officer told him not to get out of the car. He was getting out of the car. Even though he got out of the car with his hands, in, he was shot, I don't know how many times. His hands were in front of him. And he, um, right. 
a traffic stop. This guy actually had a record, you know, and things like that, but it was, it was irrelevant to the actual traffic stop. And he was uh, shot multiple times, and he got out. And he, I mean, to me, if the the uh, procedure is that presents the, the perception of a threat to your life, a man coming out of a car with his hands up, if that can be perceived as a threat to your life, then there's a problem. Also, there was a connection between this officer and a previous, the same guy. Mm-hmm. So I don't, that's kind of fishy right there, you know what I'm saying? Because this guy had shot at some uh, police officers when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, apparently they stopped him, made a traffic stop, said it was a gun in the car, and they said they, they uh, retrieved the gun from the car. But the gun was not in this guy's hand at the time. And he got out of here, so the police officer was right over the top of him. So, that's, like you're saying, like maybe you just do what they say, and maybe you don't have this problem of getting shot. I understand what you're saying, but still, what if I don't do what they say, and I just have my hands in front of me, and I'm not, I'm not presenting a threat to his life? Does he have a right to to perceive me as a threat to his life? That's what I'm saying. Is that is that a real threat? Am I present? Am I presenting? a threat to this police officer's life because he wants you out of the car, but not right now. He wants your hands where you can see him, whatever it is. And I say, I'm getting out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of here with my hands. I'm out. coming out. Is that, mm-hmm. should you kill him for that? Should he die for that? He was already threatening to shoot him if he reached or something. But he showed him his hand. He said, I'm getting out. So should he die for that? Is that a death I would think not. But... Yeah, I would think not too. I mean, we got we got guys that actually kill people. They're still alive in prison. They're still alive. So, plus they have um, plus they have other speak. means. They have huh? other means on them besides lethal force. You know. Yeah. Who? They have other means on them besides lethal force. A uh, firearm is lethal force. They have pepper spray and stuff like that. I don't have to. I don't think he had time to get to, maybe, I don't know, maybe he felt like he didn't have time to get to the pepper spray. I don't know, he had his gun out all the time. You know, from a certain point, he had his gun out on, on, you know, on an individual. Actually, the other cop shot him, too. So one cop must have shot him. For, I don't know which angle, either the back or the side, I don't know. But, he, you know, they shot him a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some people might look at that like, well, he's a bad guy anyway. He had a gun. He, he's bad. He lived that life, and he, you know, he got what you know you get when you live that life. I'm saying, just because somebody has a criminal record, does that mean that you get to gun them down? I would think not. Right, that's what I'm saying. You know, so you know, and I understand what you're saying. Like maybe we take uh, more precaution when we have these interactions with these um, uh, fearful police officers, right? That uh, maybe some some of those situations we get out of, but then we got another situation. Some brother was saying, "Hey, I'm licensed to carry. Um, I'm reaching for my ID," and he got shot out about four times. Yeah, I think I might have seen that on, on television. What's that? I think I might have seen that on television. Right after that, following instructions. Right, and it's in the car with his uh, paramour and his baby, and I guess in the back seat, young girl. Uh, their child, and then I'm reaching for my identification. How do you get shot in that situation when you uh, alert the police 
that I'm licensed to carry, reaching for my ID. How that work? Right. Question is, isn't that a homicide? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, is it different? Is there a different law for police officers who perceive their lives to be uh, threatened and murder someone than me and you? So that we walk down the street and we perceive that we have a uh, conversation with a guy on the street, and we all of a sudden we perceive he's gonna do something to um, harm us, to kill us. Can we kill him? I don't know. Normally, I would say, I would say no. But um, prove that in Florida, when that young man got stalked and uh, shot down by that uh, by the town watchman. Uh, oh, that guy, uh, right. The guy that buying some Skittles and some tea or something. What's his name again? I forget his name. Trayvon Martin. What was his name? Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin. Zimmerman so, shot him. Right, so he, he was stalked. Stalked. So he was stalked by an adult. Stalked by an adult. That's right. Then he was. Um, what do I want to say? When he was lawfully advised not to approach the young man, and he basically he just started that whole thing from beginning to the end. You know, that was right. all his all his doing. You know, he just. Um, and then they say that he was fighting for his life and he was justified in shooting this guy that he was stalking. Right. And, um, yeah, I don't understand that. that. I don't understand why Mr. Zimmerman is walking the street. He's yeah, they the said top. he was standing his ground, but Trayvon Martin wasn't nothing to stand about him standing his ground, you know. Right. So he didn't have the ground to stand on because he right. just had been in that neighborhood. Maybe he would have been responding a little differently had he known that the guy stalking him was armed. You know, maybe he would have differently had he known. Maybe Trayvon would have responded a little different. Maybe Trayvon would have responded a little different had he known that the guy that was that was stalking him and trying to engage him was armed. So maybe maybe that's why he responded that way. That he saw maybe Trayvon saw a gun and stood his ground. Right, but had he known this guy... I've got a better chance right here fighting than I do running. Right, but maybe if he had known this guy was on beforehand, maybe he wouldn't even let him get that close where he he, he has to stand there. Maybe. You know? Maybe. I mean, I guess we all wish that would have happened, but that's not the way it went down. Right. But that guy wasn't doing that. I think that's the way he wanted it to happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, he clearly initiated the uh, aggression by just stalking his dick. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, the law is stalking people. And you have a gun and you're stalking them. You know? Yeah. 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 But he's not a police officer. So I don't, that's a, that's even something else. You understand what I'm saying? That's like, this guy's yeah. not even a police officer. And got away with that. Right. That's amazing. I agree. Yeah. So it, um, you know, that um, goes towards that question you was asking about should uh, people just be allowed to just gun people down because they're afraid of them? I can't hear you. Speak a little louder. 
Oh, it goes towards that question you were asking about whether or not people should be able to gun people down just because they're afraid of them. And, right. um I guess in some cases, um, the justice system and some segments of society saying it's it's fair. Fair, according to some segments of the justice system and some members of society, to kill a man because you fear him. That's what they're saying. Without the evidence of, of, of a lethal threat, just because you fear him, there's going to be a lot of dead people if that's a, a premise for this country. I agree. I'm not saying they're right. I'm just saying that's what the idiots believe. Or that's what they're, they're ruling. That's what they've, they've come to judgment. Right. And so far, there's a, there's a lot of dead African Americans and young right. African Americans. Right. I didn't get to that part yet. I was on the, uh, on the part where uh, police are fearful, and because of the uh, the the death rate for police officers, which is compared to what. Well, Coffee, you have other callers? Oh, we have another caller. Q? Yes. Yeah, you have other callers. Next caller, please. Welcome to Provocative Story. All right, the next caller. 215 How you doing? All right, how are you? All right, it's Lavelle. Lavelle, frequent caller. How you been, man? Okay, we've been okay, um, sort of. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it was a pretty. It's a pretty tragic thing. It's pretty. Tra- it was a pretty tragic thing, you know. That's that's, that's going on. That's going on this, at these times, you know. Um, that everybody's actually everybody's in danger now. The police, uh, you know, uh, black society. Just people in general, you know, it was a bad thing. And the thing with the uh, the the, the, the uh, girl, her boyfriend, and the baby, that was that was really really deep, man. I mean, the guy, like you said, the guy, he announced that he was he had a firearm, and he announced that uh, he was reaching for his wallet to get his ID. And they shot him, you know, it was an Asian, uh, I, I'm not mistaken, it was an Asian police police officer. And um, she said, the guy, the police officer said, I told him to put his hands up. And she said, no, you didn't, officer. You asked him to reach for his ID, to, take, to, give, you, to give him your ID, you know, his license and his, you know, his license and registration. And after all that went through, you can hear the cop in the background just cussing. I mean, he's just cussing. He was saying, you know, uh, F, you know, F, F, you know, and hollering, ah, like that. So you could tell that he kind of knew deep down in his heart that he messed up, you know. Now, whether he, you know, whether he takes that, he takes that, you know, um, Takes that in and 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 admits to it, 
but I don't know. But he knew he messed up. He he knew he messed up because you can hear him. I mean, you can hear him. He was very angry, you know. So, well, man, it's very dead. So this is not a this is not a boo-boo you can make where you bump somebody. No, no. They're 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 supposed to be trained for that. They're 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 trained for that to only use force. That kind of force is is necessary. That wasn't necessary. The man said he had a firearm. If he didn't say it and he looked like he was reaching, that might have changed the story a little bit. But he announced that he had a firearm. He had a firearm, and he announced that. Um, he was licensed to carry. So that's pretty bad, you know. That that that, that don't look good as far as a police officer, you know. Like, but you know, and, I, and you know, I don't know. You know, I don't know the guy personally. You know, the cop personally. None of us do. Um, I don't know if he was a good cop or he was a bad cop. But I do know he told he he knew he made a mistake, and that's bad because that means his training is not good. He didn't he wasn't trained well as an officer. Maybe he panicked or whatever. I don't know. That could have been another race car. He might have panicked because the guy was black. Who knows? I don't know. We we, we just estimate. So you know, you know, the race car is one thing, but what about people who are afraid? Would you do you want men and women? who are fearful of you patrolling your community? Do I want men or women what? what, do you, what do you who say? are fearful, who fear you, right? Right. Patrolling your community, your child, your brother, your mother, your sister. You understand what I'm saying? Do you want those type of individuals, right, to follow license that, right? No, you don't want that. Um, honestly, you don't want that, but... You know, when it comes, when it all boils down to this, you don't know who you don't know who to trust. The people that are supposed to protect and serve, you don't even know if you can trust them or not. You know, well, that's obvious, right? Especially if that's very obvious. Man. That's very obvious. You know what I'm saying? Because um, that all boils down to their training and they screening the officers. You know, screening the officers. They do background checks and everything. You know, they're supposed to be checked for mental health and and see if they like see if they um have a stable mind and all that. I mean, I, I do know mistakes happen, but for you to be in this career, you cannot make mistakes, not them kind of mistakes, you know. And you you can't you can't be um, you you can't pull a race card. Everything's supposed to look neutral. Everything's supposed to look the same. As you you looking at, you're supposed to look at each person as an individual, not as a race. So, so you're saying that this man is being murdered because he's uh, black? No, I'm not saying he's being murdered because he's black. I'm just saying it's, it that could be a possibility, or it could be a possible that he just, you know, his maybe he had faulty training. Maybe you know he wasn't screened well. I don't know. You know, really, none of us can answer this question. But the officer, he knows why he did it. Whether he admits why he did it. We, that probably will never happen, you know. That probably will never happen. We'll probably never know. And and if he did, and and if it was because of race, you know, he's the color of the guy's skin. He's not going to admit to that. He's not going to because that'll put, that'll put him in more trouble than what he was already in. 
No, no, maybe it's not the not simply as the color of his skin, but the concept of how he perceives African Americans. You know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. that. Yeah, that that could be it. The idea about now about Mm -hmm. them other. What was she saying? Oh, and another thing, like about the the other case about the guy, you know, in Dallas, the one that was on the ground. I seen him wrestle. I seen the video. I seen him wrestle him to the ground. You know, Mm -hmm. he was on the ground. You know, and he was saying, and they, I guess they saw the gun. And he's like, he got a gun, he got a gun. Whether the guy was reaching for it, I know they, they said that the the cop web camera fell off of him. And it's like... Uh, well, I'm saying that because they came, they were called to the scene because a man in a red shirt allegedly had a gun. The owner said that he that he, he let he let him, he was selling movies. The owner said that he, he gave him permission to, 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 to be there to sell a movie. Now, what I was saying was, as they was rustling him to the ground, um, you know, and they said he got a gun, all you hear was I mean, I a, you heard with three shots. Excuse me? They stunned him with a stun gun? Did they stun him yeah, they did stun him. I heard they did stun him with a stun gun. But right. when he was down, you heard three shots go off, pow, pow, pow. Then the camera went away, and then you heard him say, one of the officers say, get on the ground was already on the ground bleeding. You could see the blood coming out of his chest. So why would they say get on the ground when he was already down? I don't know. I, I saw the and video. And then you heard three more shots. Then you seen three more. You heard three more shots while the camera was off of him. After he said get on the ground, you heard three more shots. So what I'm thinking, the guy was shot in his chest. The officer was laying above him while one was trying to grab for the gun. They said the other one shot him. Now, if he's already on the ground with them with them bullet holes in his chest and he's bleeding out, there's no way he could have got up. So why would they say get on the ground and then th- and three more shots? Something don't add up right there with that. Well, really how about he's electrified or electrocuted or whatever you call that when you get stunned by the stun gun, right? Right, taste. Two men on top of him, and then you hear the guy say, gun. Right. You can't see the guy's right hand. That was in the beginning, yeah. He was stunned, right. But you can't oh, see the guy's gun. You cannot, you cannot see the right hand to the man laying on no, the No, you can't. You can't. So that's what I was saying. Something don't add up with that. But y'all hear you have oh, another you have call. Another so, call. Uh, okay. I'll call you back again next week. Good talking to you. Okay, Lizelle. Thank you. You're welcome. Next call, please. Welcome to uh, uh, Hold on. Hold on, Carlton. Uh, uh, hold on, Carlton. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Next caller. Next caller, please. Welcome to the box of start, please. Press 1 to speak. 404484? Uh, yes. Hi, I was okay. calling in to listen in on the show. Okay. Just listening? Go ahead, Carlton. Yeah, he's just listening. Okay. Go ahead. All right, so this is going to be Hold on. You have another caller. Hold on. Next caller. Welcome to the box. Let's start. Hello? Yeah. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Carl, this is Carol. Carol. Yeah. Well, finally, you made it through. You Everybody know what? I'm, 
You're here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. I think, um, I don't know, because I was just coming home from work, but I think that the issue at hand is that people feel that there is an injustice um, perpetrated on these individuals. In other words, they were killed for no reason at all. And then in being killed, there's no justice to say this, that what was done to them was wrong, okay? Right. So no indictment, no arrest. There's no indictment, no arrest, although, um, you know, we're not there at the scene, but according to the videos that have been shown um, for, for a lot of individuals, it shows that the police officer was in the wrong and that they, as far as the law goes, should automatically be subject to the dictates of the law, charged with murder, manslaughter, whatever, you know, it is. And that is not happening. And that's why the people are getting riled up about it. Um, I can't remember the gentleman's name in New York who was selling the cigarettes outside. You know, they did that illegal chokehold. And none of those guys went to jail. You know, I I can't remember his name. But I'm saying it was evident. It was seen all over the the news that this guy was put in an illegal chokehold. And from that illegal chokehold, he died. Okay? Right. Um, The gray guy that was up up in Baltimore, up in uh, that area, from my opinion... Eddie Gray. When I saw him, what I saw from the beginning, two officers and these police have a tendency to put their knee on people's neck and on their head. And that's when I think that guy was initially injured. I agree with that. that, He was not walking that that stand. He couldn't walk. They were dragging him. He was hollering, screaming. And then my understanding was was that the, they had to call their captain or someone determine where this guy should go. Should he go straight to the police department or should he go to the hospital? Now, I'm saying she's just a police officer. She's not a medical doctor, you know. She doesn't have the um, knowledge base to determine if that guy was injured or not. So why is it her decision? To make that, you know. I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. I'm just saying, no. Right. How does she, somebody who's not trained to to recognize these things, and a, and a lot of people have died within prison um, because they are not trained in medical emergencies, you know, right. and they ignore the, the cries of the people or the symptoms of the people, and people die, you know. So... That's another issue as far as ignorance and and lack of knowledge and how to handle that number um, of other issues that I had. So that's the issue. That's why people are mad. It's not just black people because, really, you could be, anybody can be in in a situation with somebody who has a gun, you know, legally in an authoritative position who, if they're unable to recognize what they're dealing with, you know, and they're, they're overwhelmed by it, can you know, they can react rashly and cost somebody their life. So we know that there's new training to be done, et cetera, et cetera.
but what is going to be done with the people who do perpetrate these things? Uh, you remember the other incident with the gentleman that they stopped again for like a tail light and he ran away and the guy shot him like six or eight times. Now, they did arrest him. He lied, remember? He lied about that. He lied, but only because there was video, he couldn't get away with that. You understand what I'm saying? That's right. Right. And I'm saying we have had incidences where there were videos, you know, and the people are still getting off. That needs to change. That's amazing. Imagine how how often that happened before being recorded by this has been window. going on for it's been going on for forever. Mm-hmm. It's not a new it's not a new occurrence. It's just that now, as a nation at large, we're tired of it. Mm-hmm. Video video telephones is a new occurrence, and now we got right. it on videotape. Now it's on videotape. It's no longer just your word against the authorities' word. You know, there's right. something to back up what you're saying, and still they don't get penalized. Right. You know, I don't know if there's any civil lawsuit that occurs, you know, that follows through with these people and there's some type of monetary compensation, not that you can um, place a monetary value on a life. You understand what I'm saying? Right. But something needs to be done beyond the point of, you know, even with that um, even with that gray guy, the charges that were brought up against certain people and everything, all that was crazy to me. I'm not even a, a law person. You know, I think it should begin with the people who put their knee on their neck. I think they should have had the most um, sentence because that's where the injury occurred, you know. What but, do you no. for the officers that did that even a part of the indictment? I think they were, but their um, charges were very minor, or they 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 might not have been, which I don't even understand. Let's start from the beginning. This is where all this initiated, and then it's all over dumb stuff. If you look at a lot of these people who are stopped, it's for dumb, minor things. You know, a busted tail like that guy ends up dead in a car with his girlfriend. Right. You know, it's... It, that doesn't make sense. There's something wrong. You know, they need to stop harassing um, everyday citizens. You know, go out there and get the real criminals who, and 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 in my neighborhood, you know who they are, but they're still allowed to freely operate. You know, they're not stopped, and nothing happens to them. But the everyday Joe Blow, you know, who's who has a busted tail light. I don't know why they even stopped. What's this face? The gray guy because he had what a Pen knife or something silly, you know. It right. doesn't make sense. So, <clears throat> oh, you have another caller. They had some weak. We have another caller. Okay, we have another caller. Counts out. Thanks for calling. All right. Hold on, calling. Hold on. Two one five eight seven nine. You on the air? Hi, Carlton. Hello. Hello. Carlton. Hello. I don't know where Carlton went. <laughs> hello. 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 Yes. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello. Okay. Hi. Uh, I just wanted to um, weigh in on the the show tonight. 
Um, mm-hmm. I, I kind of agree with the um, lady who just called in. I think people are just really tired of all these, you know, incidents happening. Happening. They're getting fed up with the police never being charged. Nobody's ever being uh, accused or jailed over the, what they're they're shooting people for ridiculous things. And I think people are just getting tired of it, you know. And then you have uh, criminals who do mass shootings, and they get brought in still alive. You know, they they're people. Hello. Yes. Go ahead. Okay, it said unmuted. <laughs> Something must be wrong with your your system. Um, so you know, people are just getting tired of it. You know, if and these people who do in the mass shootings, they just happen to be white, um, and they're doing really horrible crimes, and they get brought in. They're still alive. They're sitting in jail, and nothing's happening to them. And and the police officers. Even though they put them on administrative duty, they, they're still collecting a paycheck. So it's like you can kill somebody and you're still getting paid. You're sitting home and, and just waiting for everything to unfold. But you know, people are just really tired of these police officers doing these crazy things. And I think people well, are just reacting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me ask you something. Do you feel that we are prisoners in our own communities? I I think so, because you just never know what's going to happen. I mean, I've been stopped myself for having a headlight out. Um, I've been stopped because um, I didn't use a turn signal. Um, so, I mean, I've been stopped for little things. And I think people, these things that are happening so frequently – Back to back to back, people are, you know, they're afraid. You know, what am I going to do if I get stopped? And thank God people have cell phones now that they can videotape the cop and the interaction that they have with the police because that's just giving them more ammunition. Luckily, this young young lady who lost her fiancé, they never even moved out of the car. They, They shot the man while he was sitting in the car. They told him, show me your ID. He he didn't even have to tell them that he was, had a gun, but he did. He was up front. He told them, I have a gun, and they said, let me see your ID, and he went to give it to her, and they shot him. Like, that was uncalled for. And if she didn't have that video camera going, it would be her word against theirs, and they're going to take the police word. I recently listened to um, Fox News in Philadelphia, and they have a well-known attorney um, two attorneys, one black, one white, and they were saying that police are never going to be arrested for their crimes because they're, you know, told if you're in fear, use deadly force. And police are never going to be held accountable for what they're doing to people. Carlton? Some police. Some police have been held accountable. We're not going to say that nobody gets held accountable. But we're saying that this, this, the murder, the homicide rate, and the way that it's being treated is the rate for the African American or non-African American. We're saying there's been a total of 385 white people killed by police and 66 of them have been unarmed. 
Mm-hmm. You have another so, caller, Carton. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? You have another so, caller. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, well, thanks a lot. All right, thank you. All right. Two six seven nine seven eight. You're on the air. Hello. How you doing? Okay. How you doing? All right. No, I was just listening to the different callers' comments, and as I was listening, it just sort of took me down memory lane. And I remember as a child growing up, and my older siblings used to talk about the um, Rizzo era when um, cops would erase. Um, African-Americans and how they would humiliate them in the um, search and seizure search and seize process or something like that. And um, as I listened to all these different stories about um, how cops have just taken the liberty of using deadly force um, because they're fear, I couldn't help but think, which I haven't heard any talk about, and I guess if you or any other callers have any information about this, what is the accountability for these situations from the police department? Okay, even if they aren't found guilty, I'm sure there has to be some dialogue around, was that the only option to handle that situation? And if you find that there was other options, how does that get transferred to the public knowledge that the police department is trying to do something around um, how these officers manage their fear or how are they supposed to be more sensitive to um, their interactions with people of other races? Have you ever heard any talk about that kind of stuff? Yeah, I, I did hear something about um, some changes being made to address that. But to me, that should be addressed in your police training before you hit the street with that gun. So the changes, and now you have to retrain officers that you have on the force. Now they need, they need to go back, and you need to rule out certain, certain people there's no training for. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People will manipulate the law to do what they want to do to support what they're doing, as I previously said. If you do that, you are, you are a terrorist in the community, and you are a threat to the people in the community and to other police officers because then you get this thing where people have this idea about the police. Like, mm-hmm. are all police potential uh, murderers uh, for people in the community? Are all police willing to kill you because you didn't do exactly what they said, even though you're not presenting a, a lethal threat to them? Is that mm-hmm. something that, you know, that's not every police officer is not that way. But as you see, it happened in Texas. Some guys just got shot because of this thing that's happening between the community and the police. Mm-hmm. So things need to change, and they need to change fast. I don't, I don't know. I don't have a solution to it because you cannot um, change a man's heart. You understand that? Mm-hmm. As long as you got a, as long as you have a policy, if you perceive that your life is in danger, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Perceive it, then then you can use deadly force. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a hell of a policy because I think that perception needs to be supported by evidence. Because if you mm-hmm. shoot that guy, perceive he's going to shoot you. He better have his hand on a gun. 
Mm-hmm. Saying you better have you better have evidence of a gun in his hand. You know, in the movies that just used to shoot a guy, then they put the gun in his hand. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the same concept, except for without shooting the guy that's unarmed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That type of thing. I mean, simply after the okay, you perceive that. That's why you did what you did. Now, what supports what you perceive? Right. Because you can shoot a guy for scratching his head. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know yeah. the most. They said the majority of the guys that get shot by police are people who have mental health issues and African Americans. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of the population that, that, that that's really at risk. Because you know, mental health people who have mental health issues don't usually be, or always respond to you the way. And you, I think I think you understand that or respond to you the way you. Carlton, you have another caller. Okay. Andy, thanks for calling. We have another caller. Okay. Oh, hold on for a second, Carlton. Go ahead, 215 888. Welcome to the podcast, Go ahead. Yes, hello? Yes, sir. Yes, this is Paris calling. Mr. Uh, I want to chime in on a couple things that I feel as though is not being said and looked at. The one thing I want to say is history. In the history of tragedies done to black folks. We have documented them taking photos of us, partying, picnicking, celebrating. So today, moving forward, having a camera phone or taking a picture is the exact same thing. It's not a weapon to stop what's being done. It's a document of what's being done. And every time we document that and we put it up there, their history is being repeated. Because there's groups of people out here right now who don't give a damn how that person was killed, how it was, or whatever. They're going in on a history, which is basically a religion that they've been trained in from childhood to celebrate the death. And we're running around taking photos and thinking that they're going to abide by laws that we had nothing to do with or made or was not incorporated in the process of making a law. And we're asking for people who hate us to abide by the law. They're not going to. They work for a corporation. They do not work for us. And we, the people, need to find out that we, the people, is not the people that they are talking about under law. So what I think we need to do is start putting down all the other devices that don't educate us on law and pick up the books on law so that we can cite and know the law. And when you know the law, you know how to protect yourself. And even with knowing the law and doing right, you still have to protect yourself. So what we need is a force that's going to deal with the force. When you go on a job, as a, if you work at a bank, you don't rob the bank in broad daylight. You don't even attempt to rob the bank or give away money. But how is it that the same person takes a job as a police officer who's trained and know the consequences, feel so free and have the liberty to be able to do what they want to do unless it's coming from the top that allows them to do it? Mm. One more thing I want to say. Since Donald Trump has been running for office, there's been a lot of screaming about make America great again. What was great about America? Free labor, which it still has to a certain point, but the free labor was blacks. What made America great again? 
would make America great again is being able to have a narcissistic, sick mind to be able to do whatever you please to any group of people that you feel as though that you want to. These people have been trained this way. We as a people have been trained to be submissive, docile, abide by the law. And that's exactly what we're doing. And now it's a repeat. We can pray. Pray for what? Every biblical text says that this is going to happen. So if we're going to pray, we need to find out what we should be doing. So even going back to biblical text, it talks about law. So are we not obeying God's law? Is this why this is happening to us? Or is it so simple that we're obeying so much that we're not even actively responding by force? Some people know. are going to die. A lot of people are going to die fighting for this cause. Well, how would the but the problem is we, we don't have enough people willing to want to die for the cause. We want to talk about it. We want to sing about it. We want to march about it. But are you ready to die for that cause? So, so how would the fight be fought? The fight should be fought the same way that the fight is being brought to you. They need to know that if you do this to us, this will happen to you directly. Live by the gun, die by the gun. Either way you look at it, someone's going to die by the gun. And it's been us. It has been us by the gun, by the noose, by burnings, by whippings, by rape. It goes on and on and on. They have not been chastised as a people yet to date. No country has walked in or stepped in to prevent it happening to us. Not even people in Africa. No one has been coming to our rescue. So who should come to our rescue? Ourselves. Ourselves. We need to, we need to know who we are, which I don't think most people even know who they are. They call themselves black that's not a nationality. African-American, that's not a nationality. Where's your country? Where's your culture? Where's your army? No, we're slaves pinned down on a land with no power. And the power we have, we yield it. This is all planned. We know their storybook. It's a repeat. This is a plan from Hitler on down. Take the guns, start with these people over here, propaganda these people, and half the white folks out there, the poor dumb ones, they don't even know that this is going to happen to them too. But we're just a catalyst. Can I, can I, throw, can I throw you a fastball? Call, sure. call, you got time for one more caller. You want to take oh, this last call? Is there another caller, caller on there? We have another yes. one? Okay, I'm yes. call, okay. Next, I'm gonna take the next caller. Okay, thank you. All right, next call. All right, hold on, hold on. Uh, two six seven nine seven uh eight. You're on the air. Hello. I already, I already yes. spoke. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're on the you air. Go ahead. I don't think they want to. Hello. I already spoke. I said I said I already spoke. I'm just listening now. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. Well, that's it. Yeah. Call. 
All right. That's it for me. I, What's um, going on? Too bad we don't have more time because I'm sure we have much more to speak about uh, this particular issue. Until next time, I'd like to thank Queen Mother Thrill Media for allowing me to uh, host the show. I want to thank everyone that called, everyone that listened, everyone who may download the show on the Internet. And when I want to think about this, think of a solution and act on the solution. But we don't want to just, as uh, Mr. Jones once said, we don't want this to be a fleeting one, two-week uh, kind of a thing that we uh, are vested in. This is something That's that always happens. It's gonna be it's gonna be dead issue by next Wednesday. Okay, you heard that right. So it's gonna issue, be a dead issue. There'll be a lot more dead people uh, dying the same way. So we want this to change. So let's take into account all the things that make this happen and try to turn this around some kind of a way. You know, let's put pressure when we need to put pressure on people. Let's act when we need to act. Let's speak when we need to act. And let's speak with uh, confidence and humility and humanity. Be strong when you need to be strong. Be humble when you need to be humble. So then, thank you, everybody, again. I'd like to thank the creator again for allowing me to uh, You will not show. be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on stag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox and four parts without commercial interruption. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading the charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from the Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be 